BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Oh, hey, Ben. And Fernando. Hi, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We have another fantastic episode for you. A quick update on Russia, Ukraine. I mentioned how the Russian forces are going to be depleted and quite upset as the money dries up and the blood continues to spill. Russia has already deployed 97% of its army. So this really is (laughs) the year to see if Russia stands a chance against Ukraine and NATO allies. We'll also see how China plays into it Mm. and we'll continue to follow that war. Thankfully, from afar, yep. unless it comes home to roost no. with WW3. Also, we watched the town <laughs> hall yesterday of East Palestine, Ohio, where the chemical spill took place. Man, a lot of misinformation and disinformation being spread from the news networks. Mm. One person in particular that they interviewed said, well, Trump hasn't been in president for three years. Hey. How could it be Trump's fault? And also, that's <laughs> not true because... Uh, Joe took over in 2021. Yes, right. Joe has been <laughs> so none of it's true and no one corrected anybody. And it was just a bunch of people screaming. However, there were a lot of people rightfully concerned. Yeah. They want to get out of their houses mm-hmm. and potentially right. try to sell. Of course, they're not going to be getting the highest bid on their homes. No, not now. This house comes with a brand new chemical spill river. Mm. Oh, yeah. Isn't it nice? It glows in the dark. Oh, you got a a record collection? Well, this house comes with a vinyl chloride on its own. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) But what did you think, Travis? You watched a little bit of that? Yes, absolutely. We highlighted that the meeting would be happening at the end of our last show, and the meeting, the town meeting, did happen. Mm -hmm. And I do think there is, thankfully, a lot of local just bipartisan concern. And I think the mayor and a lot of the town locals are going to hold everyone accountable. But yes, Ben and I turned on Fox News and Sean Hannity and his reporter on the scene was clearly they're trying to paint this as a Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden issue. And Mm -hmm. yes, Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg didn't correct anything in the last two years. I guess that's fair to say. Absolutely fair to say. But as we know, when Joe Biden was vice president under the Obama administration, that's when they really tried to, again, safety regulations talk about the electronic braking system right. and regulating hazardous chemicals properly. And all of that got skirted during the Trump administration. So there are a few lawsuits now. There's already four lawsuits in the U.S. Northern District, Northern Ohio, mm-hmm. and then one lawsuit in Columbiana County Common Pleas Court. So hopefully, thankfully, uh, local folks start to get some answers and some money, even though Norfolk Southern, as we talked in the last show, has already budgeted for this kind of lawsuit. They're going to be doing just fine. Yeah. I also have some hilarious train puns I didn't get to make on the show. All right. Show. Go do your train right. puns. We're going to talk about the culture war today, but go on with train right. puns. Here we go. Choo-choo. You know, Northern Suffolk was once on board with the safety regulations, but then they <sighs> derailed them during the Trump administration. Hopefully, they'll start to choo-choo-choose people over profits. I'll show myself out. (laughs) Fantastic. The door's right over there. All right. Well, let's move on to a smattering of other stories that matter domestically in America. Let's start with Mississippi, because this story really shocked me. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mississippi, it is ground zero for the culture war. Right. Don't even think about dressing in drag or Mister wearing your Dick. hair long. Whoa, long hairs. My God. Mississippi has been hit by a 900% increase in newborns treated for syphilis. Oh, Yikes. no. Isn't this bizarre, Jackson, Mississippi? The number of babies uh, being treated for congenital syphilis has jumped more than 900% over the last five years. 102 newborns in Mississippi were treated for the sexually transmitted disease up from 10 in 2016. How are we getting worse in 2023 you think syphilis syphilis is from 1903, mm-hmm. and now, Even of before, course, yeah. <laughs> we have what is old, new again. So this is according to Dr. Thomas Dobbs. He says healthcare providers are absolutely horrified. Yeah. He goes on to say this seems like something that should have happened 100 years ago, not last year. There's really kind of a shock. So evidently 80%. So women who have syphilis have an 80% chance of passing it on yep. to their baby. Mississippi, again, ground zero of zero sexual education, <sighs> zero education in uh, reproduction. It is, again, maybe 100 years in the past, That's oh, yeah. which is why totally we have right. syphilis where it is now That's in Mississippi. That's front end, Ben. Back end, there's no health care for these people. So right. if you get syphilis, you can't go to public health and they give you a pill and it goes away. And then now, it, because of the way medications work and not everybody has access to them, we have super syphilis. So sometimes Whoa. you go get a treatment and it doesn't cure it. And what? yeah, it's pretty bad out there. Well, with, with for, these for, stuff. for super syphilis, I believe the kryptonite would still be penicillin. <laughs> All you need to do is get a couple of penicillin shots a month before giving birth and the kids should be fine. But mothers haven't been doing that for one reason or another. Perhaps economic strain, yep. not having Medicare or Medicaid, not having health care whatsoever. And many counties in the state of Mississippi lack an obstetrician which means pregnant residents must travel for care. So you have gas prices. There's every reason under the sun why these people can't go get their penicillin shots. And because of that, in 2023, we have an uptick of syphilis. According to Dr. Anita Henderson, she says in her 25-year career, I don't think many people know there is a potential for babies to die from congenital syphilis. Henderson is concerned that the state's public health infrastructure has weakened. Why has it weakened again in the state of Mississippi? Not looking great for Brett Favre, a man who stole a bunch of PPP loans in order to uh, con the people of Mississippi into creating a gym for volleyball. I want to layer more gore on top of this. So syphilis yeah. normally, Good. when say, say I get it, say me and Travis get it. Yeah. Get Wait, how did we get you it? Know, yeah, you don't want to ask that night. question, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't knock on any rooms. I don't oh, knock on any I'm doors. Right. I just wait for them to open and the smoke to clear. Oh, okay. Violating First Amendments. That's how we got it. <laughs> yeah. and so basically, me and you get it. We get it treated quickly. Not a problem. We take a pill. But when babies get it, it it causes like lung deformation, uh, spleen and other organ deformation. They Yikes. literally get facial deformations. They have like a weird nose that'll develop. Oh, no. So they're going to be fucked up for life. Yes. Oh, it can boy. literally ruin their life. It's not a oh, it's not a man. pill and the problem goes away type of situation. Sounds like they're going to want to wear makeup and perhaps perform at drag shows. But Mississippi <laughs> is also <laughs> banning those. Yes. Oh, jeez. Going back just quickly to syphilis. This is what Henderson had to say. In a rural state like Mississippi, we're going to have to look where are the pockets of disease and how can we reach those mothers? Right. But I also think our state really has got to look at investing in pregnant women and investing in their health. As we have a situation now where the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, Uh we have a lot of forced pregnancies taking place. And now we also have a situation where perhaps because of that, obviously this has been a five-year process, but I'm sure the reversal of Roe hasn't helped. Yeah. An increase in syphilis in newborn babies for mothers who obviously don't seem to know what they're doing because they're riddled with the bug. And all they have to do is take a old school medicine yeah. 
that is penicillin. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, this disease has been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, but like you said, Mississippi is going hundreds and hundreds of years backwards. I mean, let's not forget that also the Roe v. Wade case that went to the Supreme Court came mm-hmm. out of Mississippi. That mm-hmm. was the the Jackson Health Center, the Women's Health Center there that um, that was challenged by Dobbs. And that's what took it to the Supreme Court. So Mississippi mm-hmm. very much ground zero for women's health rights. And you can see uh, these kind of repercussions happening. I also would be remiss if I didn't mention another thing I saw coming out of Mississippi, which was uh, House Bill 1020, in which uh, majority of white legislators are trying to make a second court system for black minority neighborhoods in Jackson. Okay. Uh, so another thing going back hundreds of years there coming out of Mississippi. But again, it's 2023. And you would think everyone would be under the same judicial system and everyone would have well, access to basic health care. It is interesting. As of 2016, Mississippi was one of only six states without a law requiring prenatal syphilis screening. So wow. evidently, the vast majority of states, I believe that would be 44 of them, mm-hmm. uh, force basically prenatal syphilis screening. And Mississippi, as of 2016, no longer does. And of course, because of that, we see since 2016, a 900% increase. Apparently, according to the Delta Health Center, patients are seen regardless of their insurance status or ability to pay. So there are, you can go and get it done. Um, But Mississippi, again, does not require such screenings. And of course, if you forego those, <clears throat> there are many acute risks, such as syphilis. So, wow. There you go. If you're in Mississippi, come on now. You don't want to have your baby riddled with syphilis. What a horrible way to start. Yeah. This already very difficult life. All right. I, well, I want to remind everyone just mm-hmm. because you have it doesn't mean you have symptoms. So go get checked, everyone. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ben's giving me a face, but y'all. Well, go get checked. Right. it's hard for them to get checked when it's like, you know, miles and miles and miles and miles away. It could be in a different county to get checked. I want to talk about the FBI here in a second. They've been infiltrating a whole series Mm. of groups. As we know, the FBI is always listening. The CIA, well, I guess it's mostly the FBI for domestic. Maybe the CIA now with the expansion of powers, but I just want to say hello (laughs) to our FBI listeners. Hope you're doing well out there. Let's not forget the NSA. By the way, there's a fresh donut in the kitchen. Go get it before douchebag Steve does. <laughs> we all hate douchebag Steve. Also, if you're wondering who's stealing all your chicken tendies, it's fucking that bitch, Becky. Oh, <laughs> Becky. Yeah. Why? So don't worry about it. So hello to the good people that work uh, for our <laughs> intelligent state and fuck off to the bad ones. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. But before that, let's discuss what's going on with the culture war regarding drag shows. Again, I just can't believe this is becoming, has become such a serious issue for Arkansas. There's Arkansas Republican state rep Mary Bentley. Hmm. They want to ban drag shows outright. Uh, Republican uh, state lawmakers want to shield children from drag performances, legislation moving forward through their several GOP-controlled capitals would ban the gender-diverse shows in front of young people, including schools, colleges, or on public property. Um, which, again, I didn't know that college kids couldn't handle a drag show 
I thought that these were the people who thought the college kids were too snowflakey and weak. (laughs) Right. Um, But now apparently they're not even able to stomach someone singing a Lady Gaga song while wearing a bustier Ah! and a set of balls. Hmm. I mean, are we really doing this? Yeah. This is according to Bentley. She says, we're not trying to be anti-anybody, anti-trans, anti-anything. We're just trying to protect our kids. She goes on. We're not trying to stop plays. We're not trying to stop Peter Pan or Tootsie or any of those things. Oh, so they like Mm. Tootsie. Tootsie good. Okay. Drag show's bad. Drag show restrictions have become a leading cultural issue. Sarah Huckabee Sanders obviously talked about them in her uh, response to the the state of the the union. Lawmakers in at least eight states, including Arizona, South Carolina, and Texas, have introduced measures to block children from drag shows. I just don't think that this is the problem. And also kids, they're talking about these things with adult minds and kids would just go and be like, that was a fun show. It's called theater. Right. Mm -hmm. Isn't it just entertainment? Oh, big time. Yeah. And again, sexually explicit drag shows are not done for children. Right. Right. It just doesn't happen. Right. Is and it, if it does, okay. That's a whole nother thing. We the, can be like, what's going on? That's an issue, period. Sure. No matter where you are. Sure. But it rarely happens. It's usually in the eyes of the beholder, right? It's usually these parents who are like, whoa, that drag show sure is sexual. It's exactly. Like, it's more up to them than the kids. Kids don't have sexual thoughts at that age. It's just people singing. According to Sarah Warbelow. She says the goal for many of these lawmakers has been to frighten people about what drag performances are and what kids are actually being exposed to. She is the legal director for the Human Rights Campaign. War Below, War Below goes on. Many of these bills essentially allow private individuals to report a performance to be investigated oftentimes for violation of criminal law. So the snitch culture, Man. it permeates between the left and the right as the if you see a truck idling in New York City, you take a picture, you're going to get some of that ticket. Right, Ooh. Right. And now if you ha- see a drag what show a, in I, a bike lane, just I also <laughs> feel bad for a heavyset lady who just dresses at the dress barn. And then Aww. they just constantly be like, take your wig off. That's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'm sorry, <laughs> Governor. I didn't mean to call the cops on you. Well, there is a certain irony to all of that, isn't there? Sometimes they just look better. Than a natural <laughs> woman, you. and Hello. then there's a certain maybe jealousy yeah. that happens. Mm. Warblow <laughs> goes on to say that's going to have a chilling effect on drag performances from pride parades to the drag queen story hour at the local library to college campuses that might have a drag performance as a part of a pride celebration. Also, why the fuck are we talking about college campuses? I thought this was about the kids. Yep. It was about the kids. If you can't handle a drag show at a college campus, I don't know what to tell you. Right. I don't know. Maybe I just grew up like totally. I mean, gay older brothers. RuPaul was on the wall of my older. I just don't. Why? What? This was never a problem. Right. Right. As a kid, you were able to handle the idea of RuPaul on a wall. I mean, good grief. Well, I didn't know. I thought she was a pretty hot gal. (laughs) But, you know, who cares? (laughs) Right? Right. Exactly. And again, to your point from earlier, it's like this is the same conservative anti-woke culture that we're just blaming college kids for being, you know, snowflakes. They can't handle these things. But then now they're also in the process of banning these types of things from college campuses. Also, these states are struggling. We're talking North Dakota. We're talking Arkansas. Uh, North Dakota's House of Representatives last week approved a drag show ban that would categorize repeated performances in front of children as a felony offense. Holy shit. But if they're calling college kids children... Right. What are we even talking about here? Grief, man. Bentley's measure in the Arkansas House was approved by a committee this past Wednesday. Uh, It by um, lawmakers backtracked on Thursday, however, by filing an amendment that scrubs the term "all drag performance" mentioned from the original proposal. Oh, it's all about that little language loopholes. And it's and uh, according to Alexa Henning. This is a Sarah Sanders spokesperson. She says, this is not about banning anything. Yeah, it is. It's about protecting kids. <laughs> oh, it's about, so everyone's just about protecting the kids. It's from, all bullshit. From 
from... she, she says, we don't let kids smoke, drink alcohol, go to strip clubs, or access sexually explicit material. And the governor believes sexually explicit drag shows are no different. Okay. Only in the radical left's woke dystopia uh, is it not appropriate to protect kids. What a dystopian world, the way people are having fun and, God forbid, having a mimosa or two. Right. And again, they're just the whole kids. By the, I mean, anyone listening that doesn't, that's just a straw man argument. Mm-hmm. It's not about the kids. It's never been about the kids. Right. Yeah. Every time there's something, they're like, it's about the kids. They didn't raise the drinking age because it was about the kids. Nothing happens because it's about the kids. That's just a way for them to pass legislation and pat themselves on the back. Right. Exactly. It's another reason to curtail adults' rights. And the cherry on top is nobody's going to read to these kids. Oh. That they're, like they're going to, right? right? Who's going to do it? And I saw a drag queen named Cherry on Top, and she was fantastic. Well, absolutely. <laughs> we love Cherry on Top. Uh, in South Carolina, there's a proposed law, Defense of Children's Innocent Act. <laughs> the you state that brings you Lindsey Graham, <laughs> the Defense of Children's Innocent Act, because you see, the thing is, I don't want to rape a non-innocent child. <laughs> oh my okay. God. See, the thing that gets me my power uh-huh. as a local representative is when the child's innocent and I break them. If the drag, drag, <laughs> they go to drag shows when I show up in my dress. They're not stunned or shocked, and I don't get to have them tears. (laughs) And without the tears, I I can't come. I can't come. I I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Hammer biscuits, y'all. So if you are performing drag in South Carolina and a minor happens to view the drag performance, again, this is not about children. It is punishable by up to 10 years in prison. And a $5,000 fine. Ten years in prison. That's insane. So you're going to get a kid in there. All you got to do is get a 17-year-old with a fake ID that says 18. Or maybe they're not checking IDs, whatever. Sure. Next thing you know, he's like, nice on a drink performance. I'll never look at legs the same mm. way again. Uh-huh. That person is prosecuted 10 years. That's wild, man. Incarceration for performance art. Yeah, that's what it, it's performance right. art. And like I've said on the show before, what are they going to do when Rudy Giuliani comes to town? He loved doing drag back in the day. There's a great video of him and Trump together. Exactly. In a video. This is according to Sherry East. She's the president of the South Carolina Education Association, and she's just wondering what the hell is happening. She says, I don't know when drag shows became the devil. She <laughs> right. goes on to say, to my knowledge, I don't know that schools are doing this. I've never known of a school to do this. The homophobic attitude from some of our elected officials is quite concerning and disappointing. A Montana bill would prohibit state-funded schools and libraries from hosting drag performances during school hours again. Right. There are so many things happening in these states. Education, infrastructure, train derailments are happening all over this country. We don't have safe drinking water. But this is the thing that these state legislators are concerned about, or at the very least, pretending like they're doing their job right. and saying, we're passing legislation to save our kids. Save the kids. It's never about the kids. Anyway, so that's just a few states uh, discussing this strange new culture war that we live in right. against drag shows. This, I don't think it's going to work. I feel like the vast majority of Americans, I mean, RuPaul's Drag Race is like number one. Yeah, it's right? a huge show. It's a huge show. It's um, RuPaul this has been, is also one of the richest people living in Wyoming right now. So. <laughs> this has been going on forever. It's no different than it's theater. Again, it's musical mm-hmm. performance. Obviously, the idea of over sexual doing something overly sexual in front of children. Sure. Yeah, that's not good. No one's doing it. Right. No one's doing it. I mean, even the the targeted uh, that the, they're talking about uh, school hours at churches and and community centers. That's targeting the the drag uh, read aloud hours. That's we had that in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, where a church literally invited a drag queen to come read a book. It's just a read aloud uh, for children, and that's when the Proud Boys showed up. A hundred plus to go protest and wave their big old guns around outside. Yeah, we're going to get into the Proud Boys in a second here. They had some ties to local government that was giving them some information right before they stormed the Capitol on J601. So the Tennessee House 
uh, they have done a criminal, they have a criminal justice subcommittee, hmm. criminal justice subcommittee. They have recently heard testimony on a proposed bill that would categorize drag shows or quote, male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appeals to a pruent interest as quote, adult cabaret performance. Hmm. It would make it a criminal offense for a drag artist to perform on public property or in a location where the show could be seen by a minor. What about like clowns? <laughs> right. Isn't that like a drag performance? It's very clown. You know what? You're right. The clowns are very drag like. They're wearing makeup. They're talking to our kids. It ain't right. We're going to ban clowns. Mm. Here come the clown bands now. So there's this woman. Her name is uh, this woman, Williams. Her name is Wendy Williams, not the great talk oh, show host. Who, not the fun Wendy Williams. No, people People always got mad at her, and now she has some neuro, ne- oh, right. yeah, neurological disease. Um, we hope that she's doing okay. Mm-hmm. But according to Wendy Williams, she owns a bar. It's called Club Temptation Ooh. in Cookville, Tennessee. Ooh. Mm. Oh, if I was a kid, I'd want to go there. <laughs> I love Club Temptation. It's just a bar. Right. She's worried because she has some drag performances every now and again that her bar is now going to be recategorized as a strip club, which is different taxes. She would have to move. Wow. And it would just change her entire freaking business. William says it's very vague, so I don't understand how it's going to affect me, which worries me. This is just a small business. It's just a bar. Leave these people alone. So anyway, drag continues to be in the, cross in the crosshairs. Florida and Arizona tried to crack down on show, on drag shows to no avail. Yeah, have you been to Florida? <laughs> have you been to Arizona? Yeah. No shit. So right now, West Virginia, Nebraska, South Carolina, North Dakota, Texas, these bills have also popped up. What a bizarre, bizarre turn of events. Right. And such serious things going on. And now we need to sidetrack and talk about drag performance. Right, right. Exactly. In the wake of potential World War III and balloons being shot yeah. down and also, huge chemical spills in the middle of America. They're also conflating transgender with drag. There's so much Very misunderstanding. Much. Yes, yes. RuPaul actually got into a little bit of a tiff because she said you shouldn't be transgender and drag. She's like, these are two different things. Yeah. You know, but technically. Be, so this started with the trans thing. Right. And now they're just taking that, expanding it to drag. And there's so much these are just entirely different lifestyle choices, to be honest. And neither of them, of course, should be demonized. But it's just very interesting how they're sort of wrapping it all up together. And then it's fundamentally anti-woman. It's fundamentally misogynist. Because right. if you're a man, why would you ever want to be a woman? Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, 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 well, but then you also have a lot of women who are TERFs, uh, who yeah. see you know trans yes. women as taking their... Um, Female essence, right, right. I suppose. Well, it is interesting too, and we mentioned it on this show before that this is going to be the new boogeyman for, or boogie woman, or boogie trans, whatever it is. It's uh, just another boogie person for the Republican right to run on in 2024. The same way illegal immigration, as Roger Stone explained to me, was a perfect boogie people for Trump to run on in 2016. Yep, because it's a fraction of the actual immigration debate. But it takes on that illegal part of it. So that's why Trump honed in on that. Now, what the Republican right appears to be doing is honing in on, again, a fraction, fraction, fraction of the LGBT community. And they're now they're conflating trans with drag. And you're going to see and pedophilia. Well, that's the thing. So they're accusing all the LGBTQ community, uh, LGBT specifically, um, of grooming. Right. Mm -hmm. They're saying they're groomers. Which is wild with Matt Gates and Trump. Exactly. Literally touching children. Yeah, Trump literally said he wanted to fuck his daughter. Jim Jordan. So all of this is on the backdrop of horrifying information when it comes to our education. 65% of fourth graders in this country can barely read. Whoa. So we're sitting there saying, let's ban books. Right. Let's ban drag queens coming reading, to reading to read our books. children. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is absolutely horrible. 
Uh, the pandemic didn't necessarily cause the problem, but it exposed a lot of the problems. Uh, the fact that 65% of fourth grade students can barely read, this is a radical shift um, from what it was in the past. According to America's public media, uh, Emily Hanford, she uncovered this sad truth in a podcast called Sold a Story. She investigates the influential education authors who have promoted a bunk idea and flawed method for teaching children how to read across the country. This goes back to Common Core. Ah. This goes back to No Child Left Behind. No Child Left Behind. I mean, this is Common Core, obviously more of a math thing, but No Child Left Behind with the Bush administration, which left damn near every single child behind. (laughs) Right, right, right. It is insane. Uh, They don't sound out the words apparently now. And everything is just taught for the test. Also, kids are eating like dog shit uh, as they go to school. So they're not, they don't have, their brain just isn't fully functioning when they're trying to learn. Really? So these have been abysmal results and our entire education system needs to just go back to some of the basics and stop worrying about this culture war nonsense. It doesn't matter. Teach our kids to freaking read. I got, I got to get this out of me. Um, it's no child left behind. It won't be that way if you just leave them all. Right? Yeah, you just that's leave them true. all back there. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, child left, no, that's fine. No child left behind for anyone who doesn't remember. That was a George Bush uh, administration, the early 2000s, George W. Bush. W. But even like uh, folks like Ted Kennedy signed on to that, thinking it could be a good idea. But basically, what it did is that it marginally lifted up uh, schools that were worse off and then completely brought down schools that were already doing a great job um, based on the testing. Because one size does not fit all. And when it comes to Florida, Ron DeSantis has accused teachers of pulling harmless books off the shelves uh, to make him look bad. Oh, dear. Of course, Ron DeSantis is the man who basically has said, take all the books off the shelves if they even think about talking a race, gender. I don't know. Just things that people, ex- just the human experience, basically. So he says that he believes books are being taken off the shelves to make him look bad, specifically a book about Roberto Clemente. He was like, that book was fine. I didn't tell him to take uh, that book off the shelves. But, of course, Florida recently enacted the Stop Woke Act, which is as broad and vague as you can fucking imagine. So maybe the teachers were just trying to be safe and will say, Uh well, this is about Roberto Clemente. We better take it off. And then DeSantis says, no, that one was fine. Maybe government overreach and maybe DeSantis, uh, this is too much government overreach, Mm -hmm. and maybe DeSantis shouldn't be the librarian for the entire state of Florida. Exactly. What a fascist way of doing things. Being like, whoa, 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 I didn't say that book. And then he's just micromanaging the libraries (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. DeSantis detractors have pointed out to the removal of books on Clemente, Hank Aaron, and civil rights icon Rosa Parks. A report this week by the anti-censorship group Penn America stated that the books about late salsa singer Salia Cruz and Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor were also pulled. What? Because they addressed racism. Oh, my God. Which is racist. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Celia Cruz is black. Can't talk about her. Oh, this is <laughs> But so it's like, weird. how do you pull books that address racism? Right. But then it's just, that seems racist. But then, to your point, it it is, again... When these Republican legislatures pass all these uh, arcane, big government overreach Mm -hmm, laws, mm -hmm. then little people don't know, are we violating the law or not? So to your point, Ben, little librarians, little teachers and all these little local districts are like, well, I guess we have to pull that one so we don't get in trouble with the law. So we don't, you know, end up in jail for 10 years or whatever the punishment is. So um, to make their case. Lawmakers read sexually explicit passages from titles oh, yeah. in their children's this. schools library, right? Okay. And then in several incidents, they were so sexual. <laughs> okay. That they had to cut their own mics because even adults couldn't hear these oh horrible words. Good grief. And you know these legislators are like secretly reading. The, I'm sneaking around with my books. Baby, I got to go out to the garage real quick. I got to read me some books. It's, Turns out I'm reading the Bible. Ha! <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> right. Now that's a sexual book. It's also very ironic given that we have the internet. Oh, right. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. that's the problem. I learned to read on Penthouse forums. Okay. Still know how to read. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> and I still, um, well, I am kind of fascinated by the relationship between 
a wife and her pool boy. Mm. <laughs> but nonetheless, this is a Jerry Falwell Jr. would concur. Mm. So Very this is fascinating. In fact, I want to watch the whole thing, baby. The whole thing. So this is what DeSantis said when it comes to microphones being cut off as adult lawmakers read what they believe to be too explicit of sexual acts in <laughs> children's books. DeSantis said, how? If it's too graphic for a school board meeting with adults, it's okay to do for a fifth grader or sixth grader. Of course it's not. Let's just get real here. There is unfortunately an effort in our country to try to jam some of this stuff into the elementary and middle schools. Um, So there you go. We don't want to learn. I I love those really sexy passages about Rosa Parks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. The way she sat on that bus. Mm. Mm, She got all, she was all horny on that bus. (laughs) Yeah. She kept on being like, bus, can you go over them potholes a little bit more? Yes, I like how it rumbles. I like how Huckleberry Finn used to talk to Tom. No, just kidding. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. Good grief. DeSantis went on, when you have the books the parents are really concerned about with the inappropriate material, nobody justifies it. Nobody justifies it. That's just so much different having a book young kids engaging with young kids engaging in sex acts. You're going to compare that to a biography of Roberto Clemente? Give me a break. So he's just upset that they took the wrong book out. (laughs) <laughs> probably because he's Hispanic. Clemente's Hispanic and he has a small amount of love right, for right. his success story. Uh, good grief. I mean, also is... it's called sex education. We learned that in Catholic school in sixth grade. Yeah, sure. It's like not that crazy. Right. Right. So you explain when, so if a student goes and be like, ma'am, what's, what's this penis I've heard so much about? You explain it to the <laughs> fucking explain. kid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Kids it's called education. Yes. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, let's move on to talk a little bit about the FBI. Look, mix in guns as well with our social commentary today. Uh, there's a recent poll out, a recent study. That says 56% of respondents claim they are very unhappy with the gun laws in this country. That's according to Gallup. Among party political lines, 54% of Republicans or Republican-leaning independents say they're satisfied. Well, 44% of those surveyed express their dissatisfaction with the law. So around 60% of independent respondents express their dissatisfaction with the nation's laws and firearm policies. In this case, you can infer that there are not enough safe safety protocols in place um, to prevent mm-hmm. another mass shooting. Right. It being that every single gun law that has been passed for the past 23 years has been expanding more gun rights. I believe, right. was it the state of Ohio that's going to go permitless now? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of states at this point. Um, almost half of the states in the country are going uh, constitutional carry, they call it. No permits, no requirements, no regulations. Get out there, boy, get your gun. Now, what's really interesting about that is Ron DeSantis recently had an event and he wanted to ban guns, Ooh. but he didn't want to be blamed for it. Oh. So DeSantis in emails was like, guys, we're doing an event. I don't want any guns, but I'm going to say when there are no guns, I wish there were guns, but can you make sure there's no guns? <laughs> oh my God. The two-faced. The double standard is unbelievable. Don't get me started. So what is going on when it comes to the FBI and infiltration into our groups? Hmm. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, uh, the FBI was infiltrated in all BLM groups. Uh, Senator Ron Wyden is, quote, outraged. Every single person knows this. If you're in a group, the FBI has infiltrated it. It's mm-hmm. been going yep. on for a real long time since ever since the FBI since started. Yeah, Exactly. Ron Wyden, the Democratic senator from Oregon, is calling for the FBI to explain how it came to recruit a violent felon as an informant 
who then went on to gain prominence among the Denver racial justice activists. Uh, mm. This also reminds me of Umbrella Man in Minnesota. This is what Wyden told The Guardian. He says, if the allegations are true, the FBI's use of an informant to spy on First Amendment protected activity and stoke violence at peaceful protests is an outrageous abuse of law enforcement resources and authority. Completely agree with that. It's not just that they're there to take note and understand what the groups are doing. They're actively participating yep. and escalating violence. Yikes. That is a whole nother level of FBI participation within our groups. And it reminds me of what uh, Ted Cruz and everyone was saying about the FBI infiltrating the January 6th groups mm -hmm. that were there protesting. Right. And they're like, is the FBI infiltrating? And then none of that turned out to be true. <laughs> Where is their outrage when the FBI actually does infiltrate a different group that was protesting. So when it comes to infiltration into the Proud Boys, it was on the other side. It was Metropolitan Police Lieutenant Shane Lamond. He was privately exchanging messages with Terrio. Uh, that's uh, Enrique Terrio, the head of the Proud Boys, giving them intelligence, Whoa! making it seize, making it easier for them to protest in Washington. So. The informant hmm. in the Proud Boys case was like, guys, I'm going to help you out. The informant in the BLM case was like, let's go cause some fucking yeah, trouble. Right. Okay. So law enforcement infiltrated BLM to get access to what they were doing and influence them. But then on the flip side, law enforcement was giving tips to the January 6th riot. Literally. Less than three weeks before the J6 riot, Lamond, again, a police officer, warned Terrio that the FBI and the U.S. Secret Service were, quote, all spun up over talk on an InfoWars internet show that the Proud Boys plan to dress up as Biden supporters Whoa. on the day of the inauguration. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? Interesting indeed. So perhaps that's where they got that information that they were all Antifa because they thought that the Proud Boys were going to dress in liberal drag. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, There's a bunch of men out here in drag holding guns. I think they're Biden supporters. I better call the cops. Ha. Justice Department Prosecutor Connor Mulrow asked a government witness, FBI Special Agent Peter Dubrowski, how common it is for law enforcement to disclose internal information in that fashion. Dubrowski said he's never heard of it. No. So we have two different approaches to right. infiltration. One infiltrator was a person who gave them tips and some advice on how to uh, go through with what happened on J6. Hmm. And then another infiltrator decided to cause violence and uh, create a far more negative narrative mm -hmm. for the protests that took place wow. in 2020. And, of course, Black Lives Matter and uh, the the murder of uh, of George Floyd, that was just one aspect of it as well. Right. There was right. a lot of other anger, a lot of economic strain, and policing in general was obviously on the forefront of people's minds. Mm -hmm. But really interesting different approaches <laughs> Yeah, very for much. two situations that are... Similar in the sense that human beings were involved in taking action. Yes, right, right. And oh. causing damage and protesting and uh, hmm, a lot of yelling, I'm thinking. I just wish the FBI would use its powers for good. Look how smartly they infiltrated these two groups to dynamic, you know, yeah, why not? Pe why not make it more peaceful? Exactly. Why didn't they have somebody come in and try to be a peace agent? Exactly. Or, or just hey, we can do this through activism. We can do this through voting. We can no. Instead, it's like let's burn it down. I got a hearse <laughs> full of AR-15s. Right. Exactly. They've been doing that for a long time. Richard Reed, the shoe bomber, is always a great example that I like to say because he literally showed up. And there's a oh man, there's some great documentaries. There's four guys air quotes, terrorists mm. that were set up completely by the FBI. These mm -hmm. guys couldn't even tie their own fucking shoes. Oh, my God. And somehow they were like supposed to be a master planning of taking down another embassy. Right. Um, it's yeah. And then it's, Richard Reed literally showed up at an airport with candle wicks coming out of his shoes. Oh. The FBI was like, we got you. We it's got like, Whoa, you now. What a stunner there. He was wearing the the air fucking <laughs> what a planes. Good grief. Anyway. So Terrio and his four lieutenants are charged with seditious conspiracy for what prosecutors say was a plot to stop the peaceful uh, transfer of power. In a message to Terrio on December 18th, 2020, Lamond, that's again a police officer, said other police investigators had asked him if the Proud Boys are racist. <laughs> the officer told them that uh, the group had black and Latino members, so it's not a racist thing. Oh, Lamond, <laughs> Lamond huh. added... It's not being investigated by the FBI, though. Just us. 
Hmm. Terrio replied, awesome. <laughs> in another exchange that day, Lamont asked Terrio if he had to call, if he uh, had called in an anonymous tip claiming responsibility for a flag burning. Terrio responded, I did more than that. It's on my social media. Oh, Whoa. my God. <laughs> so proud of himself. <laughs> That's a proud, proud boy right there. Ha. Good grief. It's unbelievable. Hmm. So anyway, so these two guys were just going back and forth for years. Oh, my God. Going <sighs> all the way back to it, at the very least, 2020. Well, and that's what's so interesting about all the January 6th allegations, that, that th- there was inside people, right? From your Jim Jordans and your Boberts and your MTGs giving tours to your police officers like this guy sending information uh, to the protest organizers. And yep. by protest, I mean insurrection slash rioters. Um, and then to the president of the United States, who's just like, I'm not going to call up the National Guard for a few hours here. And then sadly, the officers that actually tried to do their jobs are the ones being demonized. And beaten up. And dying. Yeah, exactly. Pepper sprayed. But remember, guys, it's never a 15-year-old girl. It's always an FBI or a secret police. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we covered the, was like a a guy worked for the Navy in West Virginia, and he was talking about selling secrets. And it's like, anytime you're talking to anyone on the internet about something super illegal, probably an FBI agent. So the FBI agent for BLM was a dude named Michael Windecker. And he was a a former violent felon as Mm -hmm. well? He went by the name Mickey. Uh, Windecker, who the FBI paid $20,000 to spy on the activists. Of course he did it. Stood out from the crowd. He was white while many protesters in Denver were black. Okay. And he was dressed in military fatigues. Another part of the plan, I see. He drove a silver hearse with a boot filled with AR-15 semi-automatic rifles and other firearms. Despite the glaring profile, Windecker managed to convince activists that he was committed to the struggle of racial justice. And he wanted them to escalate their protest to, quote, the next level. Trust me, I'm a white guy in military fatigues with a car full of guns. He (laughs) told one Black Lives Matter leader, quote, I can teach you how to shoot a gun to hand to hand combat all the way up to like blowing up fucking buildings and guerrilla warfare tactics and sabotage. All the way from guerrilla warfare tactics and sabotage. So there you go. That is official. Windecker. Paid twenty thousand dollars from the United States government, your taxpayer to dollars, aid and abet in civil unrest that led to perhaps death, certainly millions of dollars in property damage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and someone like this in Denver was one of the reasons why it got so bad. The podcast, uh, again, the podcast I mentioned reported that Windecker went on to give an activist fifteen hundred dollars to buy a gun. Okay. Wow. Which led to the individual being arrested on weapons charges. Whoa, imagine that. Imagine that. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, dude. And uh, it's totally flipped, of course, from what people say. This is why they're like, J6, it was an inside job. They're like, we know the government does this. And it's like, yeah, because you do it. (laughs) Right, 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 right. It's unbelievable. This goes back to the 60s and 70s. -hmm. A lot of people are saying they haven't seen anything like this since, uh, you know, the counterintelligence program began with right, COINTELPRO, right, right. which ran from 56 to 71. Right, right, right. So COINTELPRO is back. It's 2.0. And our weapons are better. And technically, it's more dangerous now than ever before. And I really think the FBI shouldn't be aiding and abetting in gun purchases for people and encouraging violence on the streets. I'm sorry. I just don't think that's good. Right. In order to paint a political faction as evil. Sure. Yeah. And if anything, they should have better oversight over different law enforcement groups as the DC Metro police uh, case shows. Yep. So, uh, wow, that's crazy to me. So look at this story and uh, check out this podcast again. Uh, the name of the podcast is alphabet boys. So you'll also learn how to read. Oh, Isn't that great? They it's better a- not be wearing dresses though. <laughs> it's a 10 episode podcast by investigative journalist, Trevor Aronson. And, uh, it was, uh, Yeah. Fascinating. So Windecker, Mickey, one of the reasons why the violence got so bad in 2020 is he had a bunch of AR-15 rifles <laughs> in his truck and only yeah. got paid 20 grand, to be honest. Well, well you know, that's, a, that's good money if you're a convicted felon. If you're just sitting in a basement with a whole bunch of guns, yeah. that's a way to make money, Ben. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, audio clippings from the undercover recordings obtained. Revealed that Windecker went on to ask activists, how extreme do you want it to go? Oh my God. Do you want to learn to shoot a gun, throw something around? Or like, do you want to like go all the way uptown 
If that's what you want to do, I can make that happen. Uh, <laughs> okay. So if it seems too good to be true, you're like, well, buddy, you got all you got all these weapons. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're an FBI. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, there you go. So the FBI and uh, police, two different ways of handling Very two uh, political, I guess, affiliations, points of views, groups. Sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. And of course, the Proud Boys uh, in their protocol, it says be a shithead. Ah. And then BLM was like, don't kill black people. Uh-huh. And obviously, when money gets involved, that's a whole nother that's thing. Right there. Whatever. Right there. But the core issues of Proud Boys and Black Lives Matter, uh, I would uh, say it at a core, one had more of a proactive, positive approach. And then the other was uh, just about like small dick dudes wanting to pretend like their cocks are big. Oh. I don't know. Why doesn't the FBI infiltrate, like, I don't know, nor what that train company's business meetings? Oh, for sure. Yeah. White collar crime. Exactly. See, that is the one time I do root for the FBI is when they're getting white collar criminals mm, out of the boardrooms and yeah. in the jail rooms. I know you always wear your let's go FBI shirt. Yes. All right, everyone. A little bit on the culture war there. So um, it's this is going to be the thing for 2023 and 2024. Just mm-hmm. be mindful of it. Know all of its bullshit. None of this is about the kids. And um, yeah, we're just finding out a lot of new information about about the world that we've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Hope you do well out there. Have a good, fun weekend. Watch USFL. Oh, fun. Why not? <laughs> I, I don't the, know. I hope the FBI infiltrates USFL. There you go. <laughs> All the kickers are informants. Whoa! That's a grenade. That's not a football. Oh, boy. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Is there a door behind all those spiders? It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah, this is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo.